Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching. So I'm actually about to start another episode of Halftime Chat and I've got a special guest from the United States. He is Jay Chosen. He was on season 12 of The Voice in America and um, he was on Team Gwen Stefani and uh, he's got a new single called So Blown Away out shortly. So um, he's out now and he's working on his album. So I'm going to invite him in and we'll start our interview. Okay. Yo. Yeah, how you doing? I'm all right, man. How you doing? Yeah, doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's about 10 midnight, 10 o'clock at night here in the UK, but uh, what's so... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Uh, it's appreciate this, man. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's really good for you to take time to, uh, to chat with us and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what, I mean, what, what, you know, this is called Must Be The Music, and I think what we, what we try and do here is say where mm -hmm. you've come from to get where you are, not all of us could do it. Right. And so we're like, okay. we're trying to find out how did you, how did you start off? How did you, where, where did it come from? Because it's like getting in the NBA or getting into the NFL. There's thousands of people every year try and get in, but only a handful can make it on the roster. Right. And so you realize, right. okay, what what do they do differently from day one to get there? So, and we're focusing on on the music. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we you know a lot of people would know you from from the voice, but I, I really want to go back back to the beginning as to, you know, I knew you grew up in in, in Georgia, Albany. I don't th I think in the UK most people probably know Georgia from Atlanta as much as you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yes, yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, that that's the one thing everyone says is that Georgia says Atlanta. But tell us where Albany is and what it was like growing up. Oh man, um, Albany, Georgia is southern from Atlanta, even more southern from Atlanta. So it's like southwest Georgia. Right. And, um, it's, it's it's closer to Florida, like Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And so, um, but everything began, man, in Albany. Um, I have a church background. So okay. I grew up in the church. So singing pretty much began there, and it just blossomed to the the singer that I am now. You know, I went through my stages in in life, but my background of being from Albany, Georgia, like just the even the artistry there of uh, of Ray Charles, you know, and that had a lot of lot to do of the upbringing okay. and wanting to become Jay Chosen. Okay. Now, do you know the one thing that we, 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 we hear in here in the UK about uh, American artists? A lot of, you know, we hear Casey and Jojo. We hear a lot of R&B artists who say, yeah, we started Whitney Houston. We started in the church. And 
So for us, it's almost as if the church becomes this factory where, okay, let's just turn out a new R&B singer every week. But <laughs> do, you, do you just all audition to become singers as kids or is it something forced on you? I mean, how did, how did it work for you? Well, just listening to just listening to different artists, you know, listening to the great, you know, listening to Whitney Houston, listening to Babyface, listening to the Motown, the, the artists of Motown, you know, and the list, we could talk about the list all day, like the singers that came out of Motown, um, the icons, the Marvin Gaye, you know, um, Little Rich, Don, the, the Little, like the Little Richards, it's the people like that that inspired yeah. you to become and they actually inspired you about inspired me even more of being an artist and wanting to become one and just to see the reaction that they get from people to get to listen and just be awe over them like wow like you're somebody and I feel like everyone wants to be that somebody in in their own world and that's how Jay Chosen pretty much became became what Jay Chosen is you know um yeah, went out to school and 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 it kind of blossomed even after after school. So, because I so, said, and I and I guess the the as I said, you know, we're we're taking this from an international perspective where we see Americans and it's very much they're either into athletics or or, or music. And and I, and I wonder, from your point of view, did you did you then have a choice um, to say, okay, I want to get into athletics or I want to get into music and and uh, you're back in the, just starting off. So think about when you're in high school, so college, high school, and stuff. Well, um, I when it came down to honestly, when it came down to sports, I was pushed into sports. Oh. I could always play. My coach, my coach was like, "Hey, man, you know, playing around in school at PE and stuff like that." Yeah. He told me to come to practice the next day. And wow. I was just, I was really surprised that someone wanted me to play. I just learned the game, mm-hmm. and it kind of blossomed for their sake. So I, I, I have to be thankful for the people in my life because if, if they wasn't, I wouldn't be here now. And because basketball led led to music all over again. It was music first, then basketball became the passion. And when I felt like I was really good and, and was able to get a scholarship and wow. go off to college and do all of that it made me look at basketball first because that became more of a love and a passion. Yeah. And that was the first love. Bas- um, music became the first love, of course, after the basketball. So it's pretty much the second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, what, what, what did it but, teach you being in, in, in a team sport? What, what did that teach you, especially now where you are? Um, confidence. It, it, it teaches you, you know, with any sports, you know, you have you have to have confidence to go out and perform. And if you don't have the confidence to go out and perform when the game is on the line and yeah. you at the free throw line, either you're gonna, you know, you're gonna put up or you're gonna fold. And yeah. it, it teaches you different it teaches you different lessons in life. It's either you're gonna go out and be the best you can or you're gonna let somebody else okay. <laughs> outdo you, knowing yeah. that no one can be the best you but you. Yeah. So, so no stage fright, no one. Because a lot of we hear a lot of us, uh, artists will say, yeah, you know, like you know, I, I get anxious when I'm on stage and performing live and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was a bit stage fright there because it was a different scale, you know. It was it was a different scale of of, of a performance, and 
performing in front of you know the world and then on top of that and performing in front of these these legends of their music you know what i'm saying so it's it's, it's it was an iconic moment for me to be able to sit there in front of the world and showcase the talent that you know that i kind of shied away from yeah yeah so i think well, i didn't want to lose this and this was more so going back to 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 to, to your, sort of your vocal training and this is you mentioned in church did you volunteer to join the choir or and i guess it's hard for us to sort of understand um because and, and and i'm saying this because the whole series about what we do is to say you've gotten to a certain point where most of us can't get to right um and so there are people who train classically how to sing and learn how to make you know learn how to play the piano and all that stuff but there's some who just have it in them um but what, what right. we know about black american artists gospel artists and soul artists is that they all say, yeah, I learned it in the church. And, and I'm wondering, did you join a choir or were you just singing in a church and you just, and it just becomes the natural? How did it, how was it for you? Um, well, since my, my background is church, my grandmother and my, my grandmother was over the church. Okay. So it was, it was pretty much like my, my family on my mother's side is, that's just what it is. They, it's, it's very religion. And, yeah. um, it basically, I basically got put in, just put into it because of what, you know, the choir there, you know, the youth of the youth of the church. So it's okay. like, hey, if, if you're going to be at this church, you're going to do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and, you know, every, every youth was in the choir, regardless if you could sing or not. And oh. some found that they could, some found out that they couldn't. <laughs> so, and I was one of the ones that could hold a note at the time. And Without so, practice, though, did you practice? Because I, I, I think I, I can truly say my artistry is definitely a talent. Okay, that's good. And, so. You know, it's 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 a well, I'm gonna say a gift. Yeah. Because talent, I feel like, could be taught. Yeah. See, um, I could I could truly say that my singing ability came from came from you know. God, not me. It's a, it's it's a it's a totally gift, and I cherish it. And yeah. so I just wanted to I just wanted to be one with the world, and let people know that you can do anything you you set your mind out to do. Yeah, but you know, it's important and, that you say that though. It's important that you mention about being a gift because it it it, it makes it easy for me because you know I I would have loved to be a singer, but I can't hold a note. But you're saying that you know you guys joined the choir. Yeah. Some could sing, some couldn't, but you stood out without training and stuff. When did you recognize that, you know, I think I, I've got a gift and it's not just a joke. When, did, when you know, when all your, some of your friends falling off, when did you realize? I realized it in, um, in junior high school, middle school, when I had a, a class battle, a singing <laughs> battle with my seventh grade teacher. Oh, okay. oh, goodness. This is only in America. <laughs> yeah, man. It was crazy, but he was the coolest teacher ever. And I, I remember him like it was yesterday, Mr. Davis, my seventh grade science teacher, man. And we had a sing-off. Oh, goodness. Because he was he was crazy talented, too. He played saxophone. He played wow. bass guitar. And he could sing. So he wanted to see if I was going to be open to doing it. Just, wow. Just 
just because we had a little time in class before the bell rung. And yeah. I found out that I had something because everyone, after every song we sung, it was like a surprise and clapping, you know. And it was it's 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 crazy. And then I, I sung in high school and that was pretty cool. <laughs> now, I mean that's amazing, but and I'm just trying to figure out did did um, as a guy singing were was it did you get other kids, other guys saying, oh, come on, he, you know, that's not for guys, or did you get people that are like, Wow man, I wish I could sing like you? What was it the reaction of, among your peers? What the reaction was very they was blown away. I, I, I could truly say that the, the reaction was unexpected. Like, wow, like, you really can sing, man. And it wasn't a reaction of guys don't supposed to do that. Yeah. It was more of a welcoming. Okay. And so, um, and, and when I felt that, that was, that was kind of, like I said, basketball was the first love. So I kind of, that's what I was doing at the time. So no one looked at me as a singer. They just knew I could sing. Okay. And then basketball overshadowed it, so it was like, oh, we forgot that you could sing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so it was it was one of those things growing up. So I didn't I didn't really step into the profession of singing until after I graduated college and and started going to different open mics and just kind of just letting it letting it all out and singing whatever I thought that would fit the vocals. Now, at, at that time, then, once you'd finished college, um, and I think that's the one thing that we, we, we always commend America is that, you know, you get the opportunity to go to university, play sports or, or perform. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Did you think oh, I can become a recording artist or were you think, well, let, you know, let me focus on getting a job and sing at the side? What was what was going through your mind at that stage? Um, at the time? Yeah. It was it was to honestly get a job but I found music again and once I found that that time because it approached me literally hand to God okay. literally I was I was I was looking for a church because I had just moved I had just moved from school to Charlotte North Carolina I was looking for a church to go to okay. this guy was I had just passed the church this guy was walking down the street and it, he looks like he was going to the church that I just passed Okay. And I turned around. I don't know why. I turned around and I asked the guy, I said, Hey, do you know about you know anything about this church right here? He said, Yeah, man, it's a great church. I'm going there. Would you like to would you like to come? And I was like, Yeah, because I was looking for a church to go to. Kid you not, get in the get in the um we go to church. He introduced me to the people at church. Great people. After church, I take him I was like, oh man, well, I appreciate it. So I took him to his um his apartment to drop him back off home. And we just started talking. I started playing some music that I, I recently had recorded. He was like, oh man, who is that man? Sounds pretty good. I said, oh man, that's me. Thank you. <laughs> and he was like, oh man, you should, you should I got a guy, I got a producer here that you should connect with. What? And he introduced us. Kid you not, he introduced us and I never went back. After that, after I met the guy, his name is Mike Ink Davis, and Charlotte, North Carolina, I started like professionally, really, really professionally recording. Wow. And I never turned back because I was like, it found me again. 
Wow. Like I left it long. I went off to school off a, you know, a full scholarship playing playing basketball. I said, that's it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go play pro ball. No, since it didn't, it didn't work out. And music fell back in my life again. So I was like, you know what? This time I'm not going to let it get away. I'm going to do everything I have to do to make this gift mm. work into my favor too. Okay. Now, now you, you skipped over briefly and said that you were, you had, you were recording stuff. And I'm thinking, now, were you also able to write? Were you playing instruments? How were you, what were you doing apart from singing? Oh, I was just, I, I was just writing. Um, the, the producer had, he was actually the producer. That well, before I you met Mike, before you met Mike, because you had the oh, tape. Before, yeah. Yes, before, before, before I met Mike, I was doing, um, anytime I go back home to Albany and visit family, yeah. I go to the studio. That's okay. how I knew the music was still there too. I just go to the studio. Um, a friend, a buddy of mine's in um, in Albany, Georgia, and um, his name is Mario Meadows, um, Platinum Platinum Sound Studio in Albany, <laughs> Georgia. Man, when I tell you, he he always gave me a home to just come and be around music. Like when I didn't have anything to do, I didn't want to do anything else. I go and just sit around and listen to the artists that used to come in there. And hopefully he'll give me a chance just to play around on the microphone. Okay. Sometimes I go in there, play around on the microphone. He'll be like, man, let's record something. So uh -huh. he'll have his producers in there recording stuff for me. And then it just, every time I came home from college, it would just kind of, it'll kind of blossom. It kind of blossom. And I end up putting some, like, put a couple of songs together so I, so I could just have it at school just to listen to. Okay. No, just just because, and <laughs> yeah, that's where that came from, and so that's what I played the the the, um, the young guy that I met yeah. on the way to church. I played that for him, and he was like, "Oh man, I got a guy that'll help you out and could wow. possibly help you as a career." And I was like, "Oh man, that's pretty cool." Wow. Now, but you you said you started to write, so I mean, because as I said, it's. And I think you're saying it very lightly. Yeah, I was writing stuff, and as if anyone could just write a song, you know. So, you, so it's not as easy as that. So, I mean, does does the melody come? Does the the lyrics come? I mean, what what? I mean, because as I said, <laughs> well, well, prime example. I got some stuff pulled up. See, I always do this because just in case, just in case this happens. <laughs> so, I have this track. Think about I have this track playing, right? Let me see if you can hear. You can hear that? Yeah, it's awesome. so, yeah, yeah. It just—it's a—it's just a track coming. I'm gonna let you see how it sounds. See how the track sounds. So, you have a track. Yeah. You just have a track playing, and how I do, I, I like—I like going off of, i like going off of the track because it is—it's—it's more of a—it's more of a, um, a comfort because I feel like any anybody could write down lyrics on a page but if you don't yeah. have the rhythm in your head yeah it's kind of hard to fit the, the the lyrics with the rhythm if you're just writing because yeah. i could write my feelings down i could write anything down but when i get a track it's like okay well how can i make that fit so i rather have the track first just so i can soak in soak in what i want to talk about and okay. and and honestly the message kind of comes from that man wow. and and i try to really put everyday life like real things so like relatable incidents and stuff like that in into my into my writing into my music because of i feel like people connect more when it's very authentic you know yeah yeah 
So it, I mean, it's interesting because you, it's, for you, it meant you needed sort of a beat and a track. To others, you know, if they could play guitar or play the piano, they tend to play it and, and the music. Right. Um, you weren't tempted to try and learn an instrument during those days? Um, only instrument that I played, um, I played instruments and um, well, I played the tuba in band. I always liked the bass. Okay. And, and I, played, I played drums growing up in the church as well, too. So uh, those are the only two things I actually, or two instruments I only, I only played. Okay. So, but I always wanted to get into learning how to play the guitar yeah. and learn, you know, learning how to play the piano. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to get around to it <laughs> so, I actually, so I can do some things, do a little yeah. different, different things. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's, so we've, we've got you, you know, you've, you've met up with Mike now and, and Mike's saying, okay, let's listen to what you've got. And is he looking at re remaking, reproducing the stuff you recorded when you're back in Albany? Or is oh, like, no, let's, no, no, let's no, man. It was, it, was, it was like, hey, man, that's good. That's great. But I got something that I know you can do better. And I want to start off freshly new anyway. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put anything out until it was ready. So no, I no. felt like it was ready. But the question I have is that if you had, so he, if you'd written stuff already, and he's like, okay, some nice songs, let me reproduce those ones. But you just discarded those songs. You didn't think they were up to scratch. Just not, um, not the production, but just the fact that you've written some songs. No, like, what well, to me, I felt like they was at, at a at a such a beginner stage because I wasn't really focused, focused on okay. it. It was just something for me to do the past time when I was home to to pretty much perfect the craft and yeah. to start one at the same time. And so, and then when I, and when I got to Mike, Mike saw a different potential. And he was like, man, you should go out and start performing. Cause I never went out before then and actually performed live. Okay. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a story brother. <laughs> so I never performed live before until I met uh, Mike after I met Mike. Okay, so you're, you're performing in, in, in church and school, but not, you know, people that know you kind of thing, but not like, right. okay. Right. So, so, so he wanted so you, he wanted you not only to work on your, on your, your material, but he wanted you to work on your, your live performance as well? He, he wanted me to work on the whole now, the, um, the lack of confidence, or the, the, the lack of confidence I had, um, because I never did it. It was like a new, it was a new beginning for me. Like, okay, well, now this is going to be the profession that I go after. Wow. So now I got to turn, I got to turn this knob all the way up and go full force. And so I had to learn the business. I had to learn what not to do, how to do this, how to perform, how to hold a microphone, how to project. More. You know, it was a lot of coaching and development and, wow. and developing in that, in that stage of my, of my career of starting yeah. a career. So by the time my first open mic, he's like, okay, well, at least you'll be somewhat ready to put that type of stage to, so, to showcase your talent, to see if people would come to see you, to see if people would either enjoy your vocals. Now yeah. that's going to be put to the test. And man, it was a beautiful sight, man. How did they respond with your first open mic? What was the response? Uh, the response from the the crowd, the audience, man, was draw like jaw dropping, man. Like they were sitting there, like wow, like 
this guy really can sing. We haven't heard nothing like this in a minute. Like really can sing. Mm-hmm. And when I felt that type of energy, yeah, I did not. I did not want to go to anything else. I said, "This is what I want." I said, "This is how I can relate to people, and people could relate to me, yeah. and the energy could be just back and forth." You know, so yeah. So what what year did you meet up with Mike? How because I know the voice was twenty eighteen. So what what year did you meet up with yeah. him? Oh man, Mike was. I think that was twenty. I think that was twenty twelve. Wow, so it's quite so long. Okay, so that that's. So that was a long journey of learning and perfecting and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, brother. So, yeah. so you, you you work with how long did you work with Mike then? From twenty twelve to when? I still work with Mike. Okay, okay. Man, I was gonna say, man, what's it for him? Yeah, Mike, like this. Like we still we still work together. We working on some some stuff right now, man. It's crazy <laughs> how long we've been. I'm talking. It's crazy, brother crazy how long we've been just working at, e- at each other and he's like man you still got it man you still got this uh, about you he said brother that that artistry is crazy yeah and so and okay. we to this day we still working okay man that's that's good because i'm thinking in my head man mike's investing and doing all this stuff and then you're like okay i made it big see you mike and you, you go go to timberland oh, no, man. Okay. Man, mike, man, mike's still cool man <laughs> okay mike, uh, it's crazy mike sent me a track with vocals like just something that he pinned down to um day before yesterday okay <laughs> okay okay days ago man like literally he called me he said man check it check your email i just sent you something i said okay cool <laughs> listen to him and i was like man what we doing what we doing and <laughs> okay, okay. like man i'm waiting on you okay yeah, so okay so we're going to get to the new stuff now later but i, I wanted to get back to okay so you work with mike but were you? Because I know that at the Voice, you said you you, you were, were a teacher. So did you then think you know I need a day job while I'm doing this at the side, or did you just go oh, all out? Oh, what what happened? Well, um, um, I had a I had a day job at the time. It was helping out the youth even then. Um, I was doing, I was doing group homing, and then I think I got into the school system. I ended up getting a job as a um as an ISS teacher, which is a, you know, the in-school suspension teacher. Okay. So I ended up doing that for like a year. And then after that, I actually signed to a, a independent label and moved to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, so I've been I've been moving, man. So uh, I, I wanted to try it out. It was my first time signing with anybody. And it was an independent label. So I was like, okay, well, let's just see how it goes, you know. You know, it's, just, it's only for a certain amount of time. And I said, let's just see how it goes. I said, it wouldn't hurt. And so we just, um, we did that. But me and Mike and the label still had a close connection. And actually, um, Mike still worked with me on the label. Okay. Now, the, now when you were learning the, the professional parts of the singing, were you learning the business side about royalties and publishing and listen, contracts listen, and all that stuff? Listen. Honestly, I was learning all of that as I went, man. And I tell anybody, the first thing you need to learn about the industry is the business. <laughs> learn, learn your business. <laughs> learn your business because it, it's some things that be like some snakes in the grass, man. Learn your business. <laughs> That's all I tell people. Learn your business, man, because you'll be, you'll be surprised how these contracts will work out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you okay? So you with the you you moved to you you moved to from North Carolina out to Atlanta. 
did you think, okay, I've made it big, you've got so, so deaf, the face, you know, this is deaf, damn south, everything's around here, it's going to happen when yeah. you move to Atlanta, what, what, what was that like? Um, everything changed, man, like, it, it changed, it's like almost immediately when I got there to Atlanta, and it wasn't, it was, it was, it was good, of course, the start was good, then it got shaky, then we kind of just, we kind of just fell out of touch with the label, it was like, okay, you guys want me to do one thing, then I start doing something to show you guys that I am committed to what I'm doing, I want to grow. It's like we just fell out of contact, and then, you know, one year, one year when I was just fed up with it, I was just like, well, hey, man, you know, I end up, um, I end up pretty much writing a letter to get out the contract, and, you know, to, you know, to, to get all out of that, out of that stuff, so, Everything was, everything was terminated and clean slate. And that's when, as soon as I got out the contract with them, the voice popped up. Wow. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, nonchalantly, I was just like, why not? I don't have anything to lose now. I'm out this contract. I could do what I want to do. And why not? Okay. Now, now, before, before you jump into the voice now, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. So I'm a therapist, so I'm I'm constantly no, thinking about stuff. Yeah, the because there's a lot of stuff. I I, cause I I was in the states. I lived in LA and stuff. So I knew about more American Idol came around. So did you ever think, okay, I could I could you know you you see all the guys out there and thinking, hey, you know, I can rock it with them, or was that nope? I need to focus on my own stuff. I was focusing on my own stuff. Like when okay. American Idol came out, people used to tell me all the time, oh man, go yeah. to American Idol, go to um the X Factor. Yeah. Go to this. You know, you know, all this stuff came out and you know, um I was like, I, I don't really want to do a TV show. Then the voice came out, I was like, I don't wanna do that. I said, you know, I said I just feel like it's man, I feel like I could be doing my own thing versus doing that. And yeah. um and I was just like what the heck, man? Just try out. It wouldn't hurt. Like, said so the worst thing could happen is the best thing. Yeah. You make it on the show, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I went and tried out in Atlanta, man, and went from audition to audition. The first day, it was like 10,000 people out there, man. Wow. And the second audition, whoever made it through, it went from 10,000 to like 200 people. Wow that actually made it through and then if you make it to the third audition that's when they fly you out and um you um that's the ex executive producers audition to see okay. if you have what it takes to be on tv because wow. some people may get to that point and still think it's a cakewalk but you got to remember your lines you got to remember your you know the the lyrics and if you don't if you don't that's going to be live tv yeah, and now you messing with you know now you messing with ratings and you messing with yeah, you know yeah. you messing with the whole show. So they want to make sure that you can live up to the hype of you're going to be in front of millions of people. Mm. So, so yeah, so, so that's that's kind of how that's kind of how that went to when I got on the show. Okay, now uh, I, because we have we have the voice here we have will uh, will i am and others doing it here i think jay, jay yeah. Huston was also doing it here so we didn't get to see yours um but then you know before the interview was set up i i, I got to see your your audition and even today i was watching it with with, with my missus and 
when they all turn around, you know, you got some heavy hitters, you know, Adam Levine, um, yeah, you know, Elise, he's great stuff. I mean, you know, I was a big No Doubt fan, you know. Um, yeah. so they all, they're, they're all this, you know, the turnaround, I see Lisa Keys, you know, just all me mesmerized. And when I watch it here, I, the thing that always gets me is like, especially when all four turn, it's like, and they're all begging you to join their team. What type of pressure, have you ever felt that type of pressure before when no. you have four celebrities or whoever it is saying, join my team and... Yeah. I never felt that kind of pressure, man. And honestly, that was the most pressure of making that decision ever, man. Because it's like, okay, you want to make, you want to make a golden decision that could either can take you all the way, yeah. or just take you to that place to be to be seen. Yeah. And and that's all I was thinking about. And I was like, who can get me? Who can? Who do I feel that can get me to that place? And that's when I had picked. Um, I had picked Gwen. I had picked Gwen Stefani. When and then it, it was a lot of key points that she was hitting that I actually liked. What I was, what I was hearing, I was like, "Oh man, that'd be pretty cool just to have that type of fan base." Because I want a worldwide, international, like worldwide yeah. fan base. I don't want just to be limited to the U.S. Yeah, you know, I want to be known all over the world yeah. to be like, "Hey man, I've heard of him. I may not know him, but I've heard of him." Yeah, he sounds pretty good. And if I honestly, I know I probably, I'm probably shortchanging myself, but that's not shortchanging to me. Like, if I can get someone over there to be like, man, I heard the, heard of this guy named Jay Chosen, and he is pretty awesome. Mm. That alone for me means the world, man. Yeah. But then, did you go in saying, having your ideas? Because I, and, I, and it's a question I always want. Did you go in thinking, oh, if first person, if, if Alicia turns, I'll go for her. If, if I had to pick, or did you just like, well, whoever turns, I'll just... Well, did you, you don't go with a plan? Or you, yeah. No, it, it, it was no plan. The, the plan that I had to start off that song was to hit every note. Hit the notes on point. Sing the song like you would, like it was your last time singing it and make sure you hit these notes and be confident in your singing and get one chair to turn. That was my goal, to get one chair to turn. And I was like, whoever that would be, I would be happy. Because uh, if I get one, that, that's, all I, that's all you need. Yeah. And, and to see four turn around, that was mind-blowing, man. Like, the feeling that I had going, like, the electricity that I had going through, through my body, man. Yeah. I was sitting there like, wow, like, me. You guys turning around for me. You guys <laughs> like y'all like what y'all heard from like from me. This now, this, this it, it was it was yeah it was mind blowing man. I was surprised you didn't go for Adam because he he was really selling himself. Um, yeah, yeah, and I was also surprised that you didn't go for for Alicia because I you know just so but I, I guess you had a very different mindset which is really important. Right. Um, but. In the midst of, of, of them turning and, and stuff, and you, you go for, for Gwen, the, what did you learn from her? Because as I said, and yeah, I know she has turned her career around. I mean, she's an amazing songwriter, performer. I mean, 
what did you learn from her during during the time? Well, honestly, I've learned confidence building. Like I built my confidence to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I was more I was more on making the music sound like me and to get people to notice me and and to own the stage man and own the stage own those moments because they you can't replay them mm-hmm. you can't redo them and so i she taught me how to just tackle the industry how to tackle your your artistry and man when i tell you i couldn't have picked a better coach because i got that from her mm-hmm. And then I got the free will at the same time to be able to explore my artistry. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned. Yeah, the um, I mean I think and I think that's that's the key because what you've said earlier is about you wanted to have an international market. You wanted to not be limited, and right. and you know that and that's that's really important to see the bigger picture. And you, and you you wonder why an artist like Gwen could be in a big band and go solo and just you know go go popular and i think what you said is about okay let me learn what you have done as a right. solo, as a bit part of a band and as a, as a solo artist and stuff like that exactly now now you get now you're getting exactly what i mean i didn't want to be in a box with my artistry i wanted people to be like well hey i can see this guy doing anything mm. and that's the artist i i would love I would love to be in people's eyes, like the the artist that man. When I tell you, he can do no wrong to any genre, to any song. Yeah. I can hear him on anything. Yeah, and that's where. After that, after the voice, that's what I started striving for to mm. make different, be acceptable, like something that you may not be, you may not ever listen to. Yeah. But with me on it, it'd be like, man, like I would have never thought about that. But how he how he came and actually did that and sung yeah. that, that was pretty cool. Different, but cool. I think, you so, know, what I'm hearing from you is very similar to somebody like, you know, a Michael Jackson. He didn't stay in a box. Yeah. So he was in Motown, a sort yeah. of a black label, and then he started to do his own stuff and he just, you know, took things to another level and he didn't stay in that box. And and I think and he you know, you heard Barry Gordy talk about Michael in the studio, just sponging, learning everything, and like, okay, I'm getting producers, and doesn't matter what color they are, where their background is, learning from stuff like that. And I think that's what you were saying is about, you know, because as I said, with the, okay, he's definitely going to go to Alicia Keys. I mean, that, come on, he, that's this, he, that's a sister, you know. But you, you were thinking, yeah. yeah. So you had a very different thought. Leaving the voice though. Uh, when you're on the show and you don't get picked by 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 Gwen, how does do, do do you guys take it personal or do you think? Oh, what was that like? Honestly, um, me not moving on. Um, I didn't I didn't take it personal at all because I was happy. I was applauding myself to make it that far. Mm. Because honestly, I didn't know if I was going to make it past the blind audition because. <laughs> No performance is final until the last performance. 
Mm. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep it going and see see where I can see where I can end up and see where I can make it to. Mm. And that was enough for me to say that I was singing with the best, some of the best artists in the world mm. that came, you know, came all over the world, and that was on this show. Like you said, a selected a select few get picked. Yeah, and I was in that select few. Yeah, I, I will always have that on in my background. That's something I could share with, I could share with my family. Yeah. you know that's something that I could always have yeah. in my life. Mm. So, what what is life after? Um, you know, you, after the uh, the voice. I mean, after you know your national TV. Everyone's you know everyone's watching you. Everyone's seeing you. You get recognized, and you know it's a big production. And then you're off the show. Does it become like a big come down? What was what was it like afterwards? Oh, yeah. What see? But the thing is, is is what you make it. I'm not gonna even say it, it's it's a big come down. But what it, the thing is, mm. when you're not on TV, it's just what it is. It's you're not being seen anymore. Yeah. So what are you gonna do to keep yourself relevant? Because now they give you a platform, but now you got to take it and run with it. So what are you gonna do? Because you being on a show is not going to be like, oh, okay, well, you was on that show. Cool. Now what? Well, it's, it's almost like, what have you done lately? Yeah. And I, I left that show, man, and I was just hitting the ground running, man. Hitting the ground running ever since. Putting out songs, you know, doing videos. I moved, like, you know, I, I moved up in the tri-state area. So, that, so all of that took, all of that took place after the voice because I was on a mission after that. I said, well if I can make it on this show, yeah, I know I can make it out there. Yeah. If I can make it and do this in front of millions of people and be filmed and be in front of these four celebrity judges that love what I do, mm. I can impress the world. So why not tackle that now? Mm. And so that was my mission to get music out into the world. So people, oh man, you gotta hear this new guy. Yeah. And so, and that's that's what I've been doing ever since I left The Voice. Yeah. So were you and Mike still working on stuff while you were on the stuff and like like you know while you're doing your oh, stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. We oh we were still we were still having our phone calls and having have um like our brief brief sessions over the phone, <laughs> but but he he wanted me to focus up, of course, and so that's that's pretty much what I did. I kind of focused up on the show after a while, but uh, after that, came back like I was never going. Yeah. So now you you yeah. you, you left the voice, and it's like okay, you know that that's that stuff. Then do you then think are you in a rush to 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 try and get resigned, or do you think let me take just evaluate what life was like? Uh, what was the next thing on your mind? Next thing on my mind was pretty much just getting music out. It wasn't necessarily being signed to anyone because that didn't impress me, if that makes sense. Like me being signed up on the label, only way that impressed me if I get signed and we go into the top as soon as I get signed. You see what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. like I get signed and we up there. But my my goal and my focus was to be real with the people and give people the real Jay Chosen. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. And I think there are two things before I move on to 
your new tracks. The J Chosen, so I know you said it's Joshua. How did that name come about? Because that's, you know, it seems you're just calling it out. I'm thinking, okay, how did you even get the name? <laughs> well, the, the name came from me and Mike. <laughs> okay, okay. Mike, uh, because I started out calling myself Chosen. Oh. Like, even even in college and stuff, I said, well, man, if, I said, well, I don't want to go by my first name, Joshua. I, didn't, I said, I didn't want to go by my first name. I said, I want to go... I want to have a, I want to have an alter ego. I was all into that. I was like, I want to have when when I get on stage, I feel like I I feel like I'm somebody else in a different fantasy world. Like I'm making all of this stuff up in my head just to get that adrenaline going. And yeah. and I was like, man, I need a I need a name. And I was already going with chosen. And Mike, one day we was in the studio. Mike was like, he said, man, why you want to change your name to um like make it personal. Your first name Joshua, so put the J in front of it. J chosen. I was like, man, that said that is amazing. <laughs> I look, you know how you look at somebody that's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. man. I was like, I said, oh my god, man. I said J chosen. I said that sounds like a celebrity, man. That's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I could see that. I could, I, and it was like my mind just kept going. I said, and I started doing stuff like this. Ladies and gentlemen, now coming to the stage, Jay Chosen. I was like, oh, man, that sounds <laughs> You know, I started mounting myself like oh, I said, yeah, I said, I like that. So we just stuck, and Jay Chosen stuck with me, man. Wow. And then I was like, it, it, was, it was just a perfect connection, man. And I, and, and I mend him because when you're in good energy with people, yeah, people yeah. feed off your energy. And... Yeah think man and we was he was like man why you just gonna be jay, jay <laughs> i was like charlie i said that is amazing man and that's how jay chosen came about we've been sticking with it ever since man well oh, goodness yeah that's no that's good it's good to to hear the collaboration with with, with mike because you a lot of the you know you hear a lot of um professional that's a successful singers right. always have their partners the guy who the person who helps with the writing or the production, but oh, yeah. that you can just say, you know, that if you're together, it you know goes all the way and stuff. Now, right. One thing about um, you know, so blown away. I listened to it now. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a guy of the '90s. You know, I was very big into the New Jack Swing, and and and. But one of the things that the music that I knew back in those days was there was a very big emphasis on the artists. You know, they didn't have to be supermodels. They didn't have to be, you know, they didn't, they couldn't, they didn't need to dance. Minus Bobby Brown, because, you know, he came in and he blew everyone's wow. mind. But it was really, it was really about, you, you've got a voice, you've got a talent, and the label will back you. You could dress anyhow, you know, and I can't, I, names, if I try and think of names, um, they were, <laughs> you, know, you know, if I, Luther, Teddy Pennegrass, and, and, you know, um, Stephanie Mills, and so it was they, they didn't need to look like supermodels they didn't need to it was about their voice their talent and so those of us who grew up in that kind of music really got to appreciate the music it wasn't about the producer and the production it was about the singing the lyrics the melody and everything the package that has changed quite a bit over the last you know 10 years with hip-hop really you know with the beats and, and the hip-hop and and the image and stuff so i listened to your song and i thought wow this sounds like it was back in the 90s. It was, 
it was stripped down it was just it didn't try and do too much it was just like you know this <laughs> simple a good mess a proper message but really like oh i can listen to this it's it, it sounds innocent it didn't sound like you needed to try and and you know just try and say stuff that you didn't need to say how right. did that come about because it's it's a it's a brave decision to try and release a track like that when the market is so saturated with some really raunchy stuff it was brave yeah, so no. how did that come about um they listened to my voice man and they and the producers and the writers that was behind it um i definitely got to give them a shout out um the writing team that was behind so blown away and the, the bcap label family and I might, yeah, I got my, might as well give everybody a shout out now and my management team, everyone. And um, it was a song that the, the writer called me and was like, I have a song that I know, <laughs> I know you would, you would be amazing on. And we worked around the schedules and started recording it, man. And the message behind so blown away is like love is love man mm -hmm. you know you're gonna have at once upon a time you had someone or even now have someone mm -hmm. that you can't picture your life without them mm -hmm. and that's the type of message that in this song we wanted to send and say i know what kind of love you're missing if you don't have it you need that so blown away love to the mm -hmm. point that it feels like you really in a fairy tale and saying, I can't believe that. Yeah. We're going to have problems in relationships. That's how, that's how you learn and grow with each other. Mm -hmm. But in that time, even through the bad times and the hard times, we stick, we stick up for each other because we believe in each other and we mm -hmm. believe in the love that we have built for each other. Mm -hmm. to make this work some things you have to fight for to make work mm -hmm. and then you see the bigger picture after doing all that work because if love was easy everybody would be in love yeah love yeah. is work man. yeah and people don't and people don't understand it until they actually truly fall in love with someone and can't picture themselves without it. And this was the definition, man. Being so blown away by somebody, but even through the good, the bad, or the ugly, the rain, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Out of all of that, I still, I'm still here for you, and I will always be here for you. Yeah. Down to the last drop. As I said, the the, I, I, the message was there, and as I said, it was very much taken from. The 90s, where that kind of songs were like every that's you know you sing that kind of song, but I, I said, wow, this is a this is a massive song. But then I was wondering, did you then think not just the lyrics though, when you the production as it was stripped back, because if you think about what's out there, it's very heavily production producer influence and stuff, and um, and the message isn't a very pure. It's very much of a the egg come this, over here and stuff. So did you then think, yeah, did you mm -hmm. then think, well, are we going to, do we need to up it up? Did you just think, you know, it's, we're going to go with Let that? Me tell you. 
mm-hmm. let me tell you when I when I heard when I heard the track, I immediately fell in love with it because it brought me back to the nineties. Yeah, because yeah. back in the nineties, it wasn't so musically that you was listening to. You was more listening to the artist yeah. and the message. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's how I go back to Joe Tank. These yeah. these type of artists because like Tyrese because you listening to the message. Yeah. So I love the way that the the that the production was 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 brought up and done because when you hear it, as soon as it comes on, you like, hey man, that that reminds me of something. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And if you and, and if you was in that '90s era and you remember that '90s era, it's like, oh man, I gotta listen to this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes you listen to the message, and it's like, wow, man, that brought me all the way back when this happened and that happened. It, yeah. it, I, I, it's like a time traveling piece. Yeah. So I yeah. I love the production. And I think one of the things that I'm here seeing with what you did with this track is probably what you did when you said you, you went with Gwen, where she, it was, I can't stop being a Chris Brown. I can't start trying to be, um, names are scary if I try and do that. If I start following yes. that pattern of music, not disrespect to anybody, but I'm saying, if you're thinking this is what's hot now, I need to jump on this then you, you're not doing what, what you notice in Gwen as in, look, be individual, because there's no one like Gwen, you know, you, you know. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know exactly. I, as I said, I'm a black, I was, you know, I lived in LA, but I love No Doubts, you know. Right. And lyrics were like, you know, so it, it, even we were all, you know, whether you're black or what, you were just listening to the lyrics and even Alanis said they were crossing over, not intentionally, it was just that they were just so good. So you yep. said when with her, you learned that, and you you've now you've got a track where most people aren't perform- doing that, but there's a market, there's an audience, uh, but you want to be true to yourself, and and which is very brave, as I said, it's brave because it means the brave part is you're in it for the long haul. The easy thing would have just been let's just do what's hot now, and let's then it was just yeah. No, because I. I they want to be in that number when people say, oh, man, this, I remember Michael Jackson. That's timeless music. Oh, I remember yeah. Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's timeless. I remember Prince. I remember that. I want somebody to be like, hey, man. And I also remember Jay Chosen, man. Yeah. He had he had a few songs. He had those songs that really gave you a, that life back. Mm-hmm. That life back to music. Because like you said right now, it's good for right now. Yeah. But yeah. two years from now, you're not going to hear that. Yeah. No one is going to want to play that. Yeah. They're still going to be playing the music from the 80s. Yeah. They're still going to be playing the music from the 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s. But yeah. they're not, look, the stuff that you're hearing right now would not exist in two years. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be sitting there like, what happened to that person? What happened to that? What yeah. happened to that song? That song was really big. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm timeless, man. Timeless music, man. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and and that's that's great. And as I said, as you know, as, as we as we get towards the, the the end part of it, and I just wonder, the industry has changed so much since say the '90s and stuff, where people came out with an album, and right. they wrote a couple of singles and try and sell the album. I remember Beyonce mm-hmm. saying recently that, yeah, look, it's a tough thing, you know, because she, you know, she tries to put up an album and no one's 
no one buys the whole album. They, they're streaming a single and stuff. How has that influenced what you plan to do over the next couple of years with the kind of music you're, you're trying to put out? Um, it's to get the world to listen. Hard job, but it's, I know there's going to be a few people that say, hey, man, there's still some great artists out there that I would love to hear their project. A lot of people that I've played music for, a lot of people that have heard me, a lot of new fans, they can't wait for a project because they want to hear that type of music again that nobody is giving them. Yeah. Nobody wants to give that 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 smooth R&B again. Yeah. They want they want like you said like the raunchiness and showing how how much money you can spend on somebody. <laughs> showing about your clothes, you know, how many bad chicks you got. Okay, that's all cool, but it's 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 not timeless. Yeah. The goal for the goal for me is to create timeless music, and at the same time. But if if I do anything of what's going on now, it would be my own twist to it. Mm. So, in other words, guess what? It would still be timeless because no one would do the do this style how I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. They say, oh man, that reminds me of something, but you put a you put a you put a different twist to that. Mm. You put your own twist to that. And mm. ah man, over here in this studio, I have music for days that I could play that you'd be sitting here like, wow, man, that's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, do you guys do you plan to put up a whole album and or do you think, okay, you know, it's right now the market thinks I'll put up a single, let it go, then I'll bring another single or, or an EP of three or four songs or what, what, what would you be looking to do over the next, you know, six to 18 months? 16, eight, the 16 to 18? Um, eventually we look into, we working to put out a full album. Okay. But everything, everything right now is in the works. And we we plan this, I'm planning a lot of things to do, um, but we definitely in the in the near future are looking at some things to, for Jay Chosen. Okay, okay. So I mean, as we you know, really appreciate the time and stuff. Now, one of the questions I always, I always ask my guests is, um, if you're stuck in a lift, an elevator, and they say oh, it'll take about two or three hours before we can get you out, but we can put a movie on for you. What movie would you choose to watch? Harlem Nights. Okay. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Richard <laughs> Brown, Red Fox. Okay. Yes, sir. Harlem okay. Nights, man. That's an all-time favorite, brother. <laughs> I, man. I will watch that. St stuck in the elevator? Yeah, that'll yeah. calm me right down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, that's it. Okay. And then, yes, if you, if, what about a song? What if they say, okay, we've, we've got to put the movie on, but we'll pull a song before, before the movie starts. What would you want to listen to? The song would be Babyface. It was the deal two occasions okay okay yeah, yeah okay. man wow Definitely. you know what because he played it during the battle with teddy rally and um he's he he's a songwriter that doesn't make sense you know he's saying i think of it two occasions day and night it's like okay that's that's you know he wrote that in high school i mean that's too deep <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> So when you think, oh, which who, who we never really got to your musical. I mean, I know you mentioned Marvin Gaye, but but did you? I mean, who else were the ones who you look and say, you know, it's, these guys are really these people. Guys, 
it's, it's, it starts, it's definitely Ray Charles, Marvin Gaye, Babyface, Michael Jackson, um, James Brown. It goes on, Prince, man, it goes on. Like, the list goes on, Luther Vandross, uh, man, um, Diana Ross. Okay. Man, like, the whole Motown family, man. Like, it's, it's yeah. that, like, that era of music was genius to me because it was pure. Yeah. And it was them. And if you look at all of those artists that was that, that I just named, they had their own feel. Yeah. Even though they was in the same genre, they had their own feel. All those artists that I just named, and it was that many sounds that was coming out, different sounds, man. Yeah. And so that was the beauty of of of, of that era. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we finish, I think one of the things I just hope that you would continue doing is your name speaks for itself. If you, if Jay Chosen, that have been chosen to do this stuff, you know, there's, you know, pick up Jeremiah and stuff. Right. Um, um, Jeremiah won something. I know the plans have you. That sense of, you know, it's, and if, if, and that sense of trying to be different, be unique, but go global. Um, if you see it and you think it, then it, it, it kind of ha it happens. Too many of our artists tend to be very narrow-minded, like okay, I'm you know trying to be big here and stuff. So I really, really will be rooting for you and stuff. You know, as I said, it's very brave with the track you put out because I can recognize it. Um, I know mm -hmm. that you'd have to fight to get it out there, um, but oh, yeah. there are going to be people who are going to appreciate it because you're doing it the right way, the long way, and 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 it's you know the kind of tracks that we definitely need. So I really appreciate, you know, the time you've taken to, to, to speak to us and stuff like that. And um, you know, you, hearing your journey was really fascinating and stuff. And, and I think that's why I like to start off from the very beginning so we can build oh, yeah, a man. sense of who you are and not try to you. Honestly, this is the first interview that I've ever done and had and really dissect my journey like I have. It always been summed up, but you really, this, this was great, man. I really applaud and thank you, brother. Because when I tell you, I just gone, you took me back. <laughs> oh, wow. That really happened. <laughs> wow. That stage happened to, like, like, oh, man, that was amazing, man. You took me through a time-traveling experience as well, too, man, <laughs> of my own journey. <laughs> That's crazy. No, and I, no. never had that, I never had that experience on any, any interview that I went in depth about every, literally every step. Wow. That, that was amazing. Now, you know, as I said, you know, it's, to get where you are, not all of us could do it. And so to me, it's like fascinating. And I think by knowing that you, you identified you have a gift means that I can feel good about myself knowing that, well, I didn't miss the singing boat because I didn't have the gift. But <laughs> and, 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 so that's, that's, that's key for us. And I, and I, must be the music. How did you get to where you are? What, what were the battles and stuff to get to where you are? And, and, and as I said, the vision is really, really exciting. You know, as I said, I, I, I was always going to say, why pick Gwen? But I like the fact that you've got this global vision, the Michael Jackson vision. He, people don't recognize what that man achieved because he just saw what his brothers and his family and what his label couldn't see. He left Motown because they're like, they're trying to keep him in a box. And he says, I want to conquer the world. Exactly. And, and, and so the fact that you've learned that from Gwen and you're thinking that way, it says, wow, you know, even if you aim for the stars, 
and land on the moon, it's 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 out of this world. And so who, I definitely who, would be. Who else done it? Then you, yeah. ask, then you ask yourself, who else done it? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's when that comes into play. Like if you aim for the stars and you land on the moon, who else got that far? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So appreciate it. And hopefully as as you know, when the when the video comes out we can get to see that. But you know, and but I definitely appreciate, you know, your your managers and stuff for, for, for setting this up and um yes, and for this opportunity to listen to you and stuff like that. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel but most importantly to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview, loads to come. But thanks a lot for watching.